This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome one and all to the Back of the Nest Preview Podcast. I'm your host Terence Ford and this week I'm joined by Albert and Heskiff and later on Chris from One More Point. Look out for that in the middle section. And for the rest of the time we'll be building you up to, well, that's a lie isn't it? For the rest of the time we'll be talking nonsense before we briefly talk about that Palace are playing Aston Villa this weekend. Um, welcome everyone into the show. Thanks for listening. Um, Heskiff, you're grinning away there. Very, very happy. The wife's been away for a week now. Look at look at you. You look ten years younger. Oh, okay, well, I'm just I'm just looking. We've got video in this chat, and I've just got massive yeah. bags under my eyes. Yeah, you only look about forty eight now. Fuck <laughs> you. And that's the dulcet tones of Albert Curley. There, thanks for joining as always. That's very good. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. We, we experimented with a little bit of spaces on Twitter, didn't we? Before that, before I don't know what's going this. on. I just pressed a button and all of a sudden you and loads of voices were coming out of my phone. <laughs> so this is a new feature that is available on Twitter. So for the next few weeks, we'll give it a go half an hour before recording the podcast. Um, I'll start one of those spaces up. You can join, ask me any questions you want and we'll address them on the show. We'll see how it works. Get some interaction going with you lots. Um, and we've got some interaction when we get into this. I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? So, I've only got a punk this week from Brewdog. Um, that's it. Nothing special. It's it's what happens when you don't go out and buy any beers. Um, Albert, <laughs> you're consuming alcohol. <laughs> a yep. lot of it. Yep. And what happens when you don't go out and buy even less beer than you? You have to drink white wine and i had one with dinner and then i looked at, i mean i'm not much of a wine drinker but i looked at the bottle and thought oh there's not much left in there so i started pouring it into the glass and the glass got about half inch from the top so it turns out it's quite a big glass of wine <laughs> <laughs> and i've nearly finished <laughs> you haven't wow putting his pinky up when he drinks he's unrefined you gotta put your pinky up when you drink albert if you drink no, that's tea that's tea Fog me off. Unrefined. I've had two glasses of white. I'm 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 close to either punching someone or crying. So <laughs> don't don't wind me up. Yes. Um and Heskiff, we might as well ask. I am hey, oh. oh wow. Uh, this this looks like it could be a wanky beer. I'm holding a can up for people without a camera. Uh it's just raspberry and black currant infused sparkling water. Fucking hell But I also do have A glass of normal Whoa So they say don't mix your drinks I say Vanessa Get home sharpish He's out of control Two different (laughs) kinds of water I'm ready to go Right To the toilet (laughs) (laughs) Bladder of an infant Um, Last week you may remember That as a just a sort of Passing the throwaway comment we asked if anyone would want to mock up some beer bottles for us from our beer blurbs. And alas, we got some. Um, thank you to Danny Arter, who sent us in 
um, some mock-ups of some bottles. Uh, Albert, how was it to see your handiwork coming into print? It was good. It was like life goal achieved. You know, it just goes <laughs> to show the power, the power of the podcast. You put it out there and there's some amazingly talented, kind-hearted soul who who not only not only delivered, but smashed it. Yes. So um, if you head over to our socials, we'll get these pictures of these posted up and we'll tag in um, the artist himself, Danny Arter. Good surname for an artist. Arter. Uh, Paz fan. So he mocked up the frozen strawberry bakery. 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 The Shemak my bitch up. Yep. And the, um, <laughs> and, and Dar will always love brew. Was it wasn't even an official one, and he's even done that, so that's extra brownie points. Yeah, so did he do, I mean, did he do I the forgot Nick to one? ask you. Did he do the Nick Gusset one? Uh, <laughs> he did do the Nick Gusset one, I believe. Um, oh, for f- and it was the the Ramage Um Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like I saw it, but then maybe not. Um, nah. 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 Um, did you do a beer blurb this week? Ah, oh, now you've now you've done it. I was going to say this would be a great this would be a great segue, a classic Terence style segue to say, and maybe he could do insert Aston Villa Crystal Palace beer blurb here. But no, I haven't done one. I think seeing the uh, the labels done has kind of you know it's like <laughs> we've we've smashed it. We've ticked that box. Um, it's not because I've been too busy. Normal service will resume next week. Oh, okay. Well, to cover over your, spare your blushes, there were two more. Sup on Schlup was done as well. And Ramage Trois, but it was a tra he put as in T-R-O-I-S, not the actual one that Nick Gillard keeps getting upset about that it's... Um... <laughs> But there you go. So, yeah, thanks again to Daddy for doing that. We really enjoyed that. Um, people who have played for both clubs, um, Gab or Karai. Did it last week. I should, I should have just read that one out again, shouldn't I? <laughs> Still on my phone. Um, who else we got? Who else has played for both clubs? Uh, Stan Collymore. Southgate. 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 Yeah, uh, Barry Bannon. Yeah. Did he play for Villa? Yeah, Southgate, Yedinak. Mm. Uh, Staunton. Oh, good. Staunton, good. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Was Gary yeah. Kay here ever at Villa? Yes, he was. Mm. Was he? Yeah, I think he... I can't, like as a kid, like as a youth academy. Yeah. Player. Yeah, I feel. I'm sure he has a he has a link there. Um, I'm, I'm calling. I'm calling a steward's inquiry. I reckon he. I reckon he started his career there and then went to Bolton. Yes, he did indeed. Aston Villa played 28 times for them. Can we cut out the bit when I said I'm calling a steward's <laughs> inquiry? <laughs> so, um, where would you go with a Gary Cahill one? Well, considering I've only just realised slash found out that he played for Villa, I think it's a bit of an ask to <laughs> to come up with one on literally on the spot. Like give me, you did give me to a, me. Give me, a, give me a minute. All right, cool. Give me, give me a minute. 
<laughs> you can have I've a, a bottle I, of white wine. Nothing's happening. <laughs> I have faith that you will come up with something by the end of the show for someone. Mm. And if you don't, um, I'll beat you up because that's oh. kind, kind of the trend of Palace fans this week. Uh, I don't know why I'm laughing. shouldn't really be laughing. Hesk, if I stop going to away games for like one month and all hell's breaking loose up at Burnley, um, madness really. Um, did you see any of this while you was up there? Nothing to do with me, obviously. Uh, <laughs> put that out there from the start. Um, no, I didn't see anything. Um, <laughs> honest, honest officer. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't even there. Apparently, apparently it was some bigger boys. Listen, it, the fact that I got Dr to delete everything off of his phone is neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> to, like I, did, I didn't see anything. It, it did seem a bit tense after the game in the concourse, but I didn't know whether that was Joachim Anderson related or not. Um, but yeah, for, for, I mean, all the reports and all the sort of rumours you hear afterwards aren't great if if they're even half of them are true. So, um, not a not a fun week for Palace fans really there. But try and concentrate on what happened on the pitch, both good mm. and bad. Instead, I think. Yeah, I'm not. Um, oh God! You see this in the chat from Heskiff over, over the Cahill for the beer. That's the easy bit. That's the easy bit, is it? Right, that, I'm done. Yeah. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to give creative direction. And then off you go. I'm an ideas man. Yeah. I spend all my time looking at stats. It's not even, it's not even fucking beer related. It's just over the K. It's not even beer related. <laughs> it's the name of the beer. It works. How, yeah. Hang on. How is Shemak My Bitch Up beer related? Whoa. Hang on it says, because it says Shemak My Beer Chup. It's got beer in the title. What about the what about the bakery sacco one then? Strawberry. Frozen strawberry bakery. It's a That's drink. Not it's not a beer. It's a, it, it is. is in fucking Terence's house. It is. Oh, there's there's nice. definitely going to be a, stra- a strawberry daiquiri beer. One hundred percent. All that's Thank happening you. is Albert is stalling so he can think of some nonsense and try and claim the win. <laughs> Look at his face. <laughs> Look at these little puns. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Oh, we can we can all think of fucking clever puns, can't we? Yes, we can. Yeah. yeah. I take one look at Albert's face, and do you know what I think? I'm not sure. I want to know what you think. <laughs> wide feet. That's what I think. That yeah. man's got wide feet. And you know what they say about men with wide feet? Go down to the shop in Thornton Heath and get yourself some extra wide shoes, mate. <laughs> Excellent. Um, but yeah, just like I, I wasn't there to see any of this fighting or anything. And some of the stuff I've heard, I mean, people ending up on the tracks at Euston is just horrific, really. Keep it away from the ground, lads. Like if you've got if you've got beef with each other or whatever, sort it out elsewhere. Don't don't do it. Can I just can I just say on the tracks at Euston is actually quite far away from the ground at Burnley. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> just keep it away from a Palace-related fixture. Come on. Um, it's ridiculous. In completely separate, unrelated news, there's been a report out that's saying that cocaine uses flagrance <laughs> at, at football stadiums. <laughs> flagrant? Flagrant or fragrant? Fragrant. <laughs> What's this? Mm, like a, America, <laughs> it? This, this cocaine's rather fragrant. What'd you Maybe. fucking say? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna gonna need to smell that <laughs> a bit closer. Um, but yeah, I mean, no no surprises there um, on that article. Um, Heskiv, did yeah, you really see <laughs> see any cocaine taken? On Again, uh, just <laughs> professing my innocence here. Had nothing to do with it. I had a cup of coffee on the way up. And there was nothing else in it. Now, um, you when you see Heskiff, you might think that that's grey streaks through his hair, but it's just all the snow <laughs> that he's Something constantly the around. De- <laughs> the de- got a touch of the devil's dandruff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie me. Um, someone who's usually up for a bit of a fight is James MacArthur. Uh, Heskiff, new deal. Looks like might be on the cards, even though he has wrecked his hamstring yet again. 
Yeah, great timing that the news of a new deal comes out after he's been ruled out for two months. Uh, great news, though. Uh, I was talking to a uh, friend of the show, Miserable Dave, um, about MacArthur just sort of saying, you know, the way that he's played the start of this year, you wouldn't know he was 34 because he hasn't, you know, showed any signs of slowing down. In fact, he's, I think he's had his best best patch for, for a long time and that's, you know, a high bar. So, yeah, I'm really happy with it. It sounds like Vieira is a massive fan of his too. And, uh, uh, you know, people talking about coaching badge and stuff in the future. Uh, I can see that sort of starting, starting off at Palace, which would be quite nice. Do you not think uh, ruined hamstring is a sign of slowing down? <laughs> just went ping and that was yeah. it S- slowed right down hopefully he doesn't come back about two stone heavier like he did from his last big injury he had for us the good news is he's got another hamstring so you know we <laughs> got one to spare yeah um he can only walk 250 miles though oh for fuck's sake <laughs> Oh, come on. That's decent enough. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> ben Teke, now Premier League Player of the Week. Um, he got a team of the season card on FIFA for all the people who care about that out there. Um, scored two goals. Albert, this puts him on 86 goals in the Premier League. He's now one behind Dennis Burkamp and only two behind Cristiano Ronaldo. So... The race to 100 goals is truly on. Yeah, 100%. I mean, he's played in the Premier League for a lot longer than either of those players, but uh, the stats are the stats. Um, It's good to see him on form. Somebody will still say, you know, well, what about the chances that he misses? Which, again, okay, you know, if he was scoring every chance that got created for him, then he wouldn't be a Crystal Palace player. He'd probably still be at Liverpool, ripping up trees. Uh, I really like him. I'm really happy for him that there's a manager that seems to somehow get the best out of him. And, you know, on his day, he is head and shoulders, no pun intended, above any other striker at the club. Um, Edouard's got the potential, obviously, but Benteke just seems to have found his sort of rhythm again. And, yeah, I think he's great. And he's, he's great in the box. I think he's doing really well still trying to do that sort of coming short and link people up thing, but he's definitely finding himself nearer the goal, which was always his problem under Roy. Um, just to put it out there, Benteke's played around 60 games fewer than Burkamp did in the Premier League so far. Well, can we cut that bit out? Can we cut that bit out? <laughs> I said? Yes, we, no, we can't cut it out. Absolutely Damn. not. Uh, but it's, it's right on Obviously, Ronaldo's played far fewer games, but that's Cristiano Ronaldo we're talking about there. So, yeah, and, you know, Roy years aside, he's um, a one in two and a half, one in two kind of striker. Um, Roy's obviously used him to link play a lot more, which is kind of coming about, you know, there's a lot of arguments to be said that that's the way that the centre forward is going in modern day football. So maybe he was ahead of his time, but um, who knows, Heskiff? Yeah, I think the, the good thing about Benteke of late as well is that his finishes seem way more instinctive than they were, you know, a couple of years ago when he was sort of trying to take an extra touch and obviously his confidence was down. Confidence, yeah. You know, his his both of the goals against Burnley were really good. His goal against Arsenal was really good. You know, I think we all know that he can score headers, but seeing him be as confident and as, like I say, instinctive as that with the ball on the floor is great. And it's, you know... No surprise that his that his form is going on strong um, if he keeps you know bagging goals like that. And what was it like on the terraces with his two goals? Every, everyone resounding happiness with him. Yeah, great. There was there was a guy near me who was like, "How can someone score two goals and still be shit?" But <laughs> <laughs> it's just that some people will never let it go, will they? But I, ever I think that's pretty harsh. I think Benteke played really really well on Saturday, and yeah, I, like he he was um, he was getting a lot of songs. Over the course of the over the course of the match, so back in everyone's good. Well, nearly everyone's good books. Albert, if Ben Teke is shit, um, what what was Gareth Taylor? Um, Welsh shit. <laughs> Welsh shit. A Welsh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I see, I see what you've done there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to call people like Benteke shit in the context of some of the strikers we've had, even in the Premier League, I mean, we had, we had a very past it Kevin Doyle for crying, <laughs> crying out loud, who found his level with his only goal against Dover Athletic. <laughs> Live on the BBC. Indeed. Um, the day Peter Taylor actually got a good reception again from Palace fans, which was nice to see. Other news coming out this week is that half times are potentially going to be extended for, and I quote, Super Bowl, Super Bowl esque halftime show entertainment in the Premier League. How are you feeling about this, Albert? Um, maybe you could do some art direction on one of these. <laughs> Listen, as you alluded to on Twitter already, you can't beat what's gone before on Mishedson, a winner, game of two baths. Not so good, but pretty good. The original halftime crossbar challenge. We managed to do all that within 15 minutes and we were happy with it. <laughs> so why are we dicking around with it? We don't even we don't even do the little kids taking the penalty shootouts anymore. Like mm. why do we need to make it longer? Stupid. Indeed. Now, Heskiff, you you married an American. I did. Uh what are you talking here? You want you want a bit of Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake? Well, I think there's a bit of a distinction between the Super Bowl <laughs> halftime <laughs> Palace versus Burnley. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's listen, it's not for me. I get bored enough as it is at halftime. Um, so having adding an extra ten minutes on, especially now it's winter. Just get it over with and let me go. Let me go home. I don't want to stand up for another 10 minutes. Boring. Well, I've come up with a sort of Squid Games heptathlon to be mm. the halftime entertainment for 25 minutes. So you've got seven events that you need to complete. And if you don't, if you don't complete them, you get thrown out of the stadium and you can't watch the second half. Oh, I thought you were going to say you die. That's a bit... <laughs> No, Get thrown on uh, the train tracks at Euston. <laughs> <laughs> so, your first your first task is you've got to sing "Glad All Over" over the mic as the teams come off the pitch, um, and you've got to get a good proportion of the crowd clapping along. Um, otherwise, you're out. Then you, when you finish that, you've got to carry the halftime draw number board <laughs> to the centre circle and back. Can I, not... can I add can I add to that one and turn it around slow enough so all four stands <laughs> can actually see what the fucking number is? Exactly. Um, then you've got to complete a dance with the crystals. Full outfit. Then you've got on my shed, son. Got to get a ball in the shed. Yeah. Then you have to do the Mitsubishi halftime challenge. That's scoring from the penalty spot, edge of the area, edge of the D. And halfway line. Then you've got to score the penalties against Pete the Eagle. <laughs> I'm confident. <laughs> and then when you score the final penalty, you've got a knee slide towards the away fans. And in front of the away fans will be a beer. And you've got to pick that beer up and you've got to chug it out of that guy who invaded the pitch against Newcastle a couple of seasons ago. But you've got avoid you've got to avoid the steward that's hunting you down, and you've got to get from the away fans all the way back to the halfway line, where you grab the mic off Chris Grierson and announce the team to the second half. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon so, you get that all in in twenty five minutes. <laughs> I reckon you do that in the fifteen. Again, <laughs> it ain't broke. Don't fix it. <laughs> Don't fix it. However, what it would fix is queuing times at the back of the Homesdale. You'd actually could get a beer in. Yeah. Or they could invite back that Freddie Mercury tribute act from about 15 <laughs> years ago who got resoundly booed. <laughs> and and all he could muster was, hmm, do you not like Queen? And it was like, no, it's just oh. your shit. <laughs> When was this? What year was this? Oh, f- it was. Uh, I mean, I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying, 15 years. It could well be longer than that. There's a really ropey. I mean, I could have done a better job. There's a really ropey Freddie Mercury 
getting abs- absolute pelters. I and he was like, oh, oh, what's wrong? Do you not like Queen? It's uh, like, oh, jeez. Cut your losses, mate. Just fuck up. I mean, it, it, does, it, it sounds like a Simon Jordan kind of thing to do. It must have it been was Simon Jordan. It was definitely the Simon Jordan era, 100%. Hmm. Hey, yeah. oh. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> Do you know what? Actually, that makes it ring a bell. <laughs> thinking about it, I must have been the, there. Yeah, he had the yellow jacket. He had the classic Live Aid or, or whatever it was. Fred, Freddie, <laughs> it's awful. And what was the crowd like? Fourteen thousand, eight thousand. Yeah, yeah, back, yeah, back, back yeah, yeah, it <laughs> yeah. It was grim. Lovely stuff. Uh, <laughs> so. Who would you get? Who who would you want at half time? We've got the um we've got so many good artists in South London. We can get some good ones in there. Steve Brookstein. <laughs> <laughs> he got he gets twelve and a half minutes to sing and twelve and a half minutes to preach about Brexit. Is, is that oh, basically yeah. what he does? <laughs> get get off. <laughs> uh who else? I mean, see, it's it's a shame Stormzy and Dave have both traded their South London roots, despite rapping about how South London they are all the time. Yeah, mm. Mm. outrageous. I'd just go for I'd go for Albert to be honest. I'd be out for Albert doing a bit of karaoke. No, well, what, anyway, what, you've what, you've what, both what, missed that. The, the obvious answer is Neil Dan's, isn't it? Oh, oh summer <laughs> summer summer flowers album, twelve inch album cut, twenty five minutes long. <laughs> all of half-time jobs are good in. No, he's don't got to do it. Don't boo him because he'll headbutt you. <laughs> he's got to do his cover of um, Sex is on Fire, though. He's got to do that as well. <laughs> does, he, does he have to? <laughs> um, and then I think he could do, like have a sort of Craig David-esque sort of rapper verse yeah. in there. But it would obviously yeah. have to be Yannick Bellassi that delivered that. Yep. Oh God. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm up for it. 25 minute half time. Let's do it. Oh, clash of the mics round two. Yannick Balassi against Sean Wright Phillips. 25 minutes <laughs> back to back. <laughs> There's so many opportunities here. I, f- I feel like everyone's squashing this too quickly. More time to get beer. Untold potential in just genius on the pitch. Yeah, didn't we? I, I can't remember when this was. Didn't we have an on a half time uh, marriage proposal a few years ago? Yeah, Again, what, I'm saying a few the, years ago. It probably was ten years ago. No, no, a couple, like a couple of just before COVID. Um, one of the crystals got proposed to by her. Oh, no, oh, that's not what I'm thinking of. I'm pretty sure mine was a midweek game, like pre prem, and there was lots of what a, say what no. A, don't grim, do it. What a grim backdrop to a, the start of your <laughs> life together. Yeah. What, Sellers Park? Where Where else would you do it? Oh, that's true. Where did you propose to Vanessa? Uh, Vanessa proposed to me. I'm, uh. I'm a very modern guy, man. <laughs> she got fed up. She was like, look, for fuck's sake, get on with it. So she didn't choose Sellers Park to do it? She didn't. She proposed to me... <laughs> At in the glaciers in <laughs> which is perfect thank you very much and albert yes where did you propose uh devon rick stein's restaurant oh that's actually quite big to be fair yeah but it was on a weekend where joe had taken me away slipped under the radar bang did you, did you hire the um the ring in the caviar or something Sim- yes, similar. I was going to do it the night before, but I had a funny turn, and we ended up staying in. Um, <laughs> so I had to I do it the next. Yeah, there's um, <laughs> that's not the, the the ring I wanted to hear about, mate. <laughs> Outrageous. Um, so I had to do it the next. I had to I had to fall back and regroup and did it the next night. Um, I'm like my brother. My bro- my brother proposed to his his now wife. I think in they were on a, I can't think which Greek island, and he got a bit nervous and he had the ring in his in a box in his jeans. And on the way down to dinner, where he knew he was going to do it, he was a bit nervous. And Louise, his wife, said something like, "Are you all right? You seem a bit nervous." I think she had an idea. 
And he was like, no, I'm fine. And she said, what's that? What's that in your pocket? And he genuinely, genuinely pretended that he had a bit of a lob on. <laughs> to try and def- to try and deflect. Uh, don't, don't worry, love is just half a chub. <laughs> <laughs> oh, before he kneeled in front of her. Yeah. What about you, Terence? <laughs> um, it was in Stella a- Park. It was in a park. It wasn't Sellers Park. No, it was. Um, God, her name's escaping me right now. Good job she don't listen to the podcast. Oh, should we fill? Should we fill <laughs> for you? No, it's what it's um, a park with a hill that overlooks London. Sort Where? Of, uh, more west, northwest, northwest. Harrow, yeah. Primrose, Harrow Primrose Hill. Hill? Oh, Primrose Hill. Oh, yeah. very nice. Oh, yeah, there you go. So, I'm, yeah, oh, that's the exact view of where I did it from. Yeah. Yeah. This is riveting. Riveting. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, we'll finish it there. We're going to go away for a short break. <laughs> and when we come back, we're going to be talking to Chris from One More Point. Uh, that fan scene already. Is- the magic of podcasting huh um apologies for the sound quality um obviously chris isn't kitted up to the nines like we are with um heskiff and his britney spears head head unit which he doesn't even have anymore uh but yeah so now, chris that, is- now that i'd like to see at half time heskiff doing a britney spears <laughs> tribute act what what outfit though the red jumpsuit School the one girl. where she's kept prisoner by her dad and you actually don't get to perform. <laughs> How dare you? Free Britney. She's free now. She is. So take that out. Um, yeah. So <laughs> anyway, after this, we'll be back speaking to Chris from one more point. Um, we, we say all we need to do in the next part. Welcome to the show, sir. Good evening. Welcome, guys. Um, now, before we get into it, interesting side note tonight, you're, you're up in Yorkshire living in just on the outskirts of Hull. Um, That's right. Yes. It's not often the little town of Hesel makes national news. I'm literally on the border of Hesel and Hull and yeah, nice uh, hearing a few explosions going off from my office in the city centre today and turns out, uh, my cul-de-sac in Hesel was getting rained on by chunks of charcoal and plastic from the explosion at the uh, Bridgewood Plastic Factory. So, yeah, a bit of drama this afternoon. Well, when I heard about an explosion at a plastic factory, um, I thought I thought Brighton was struggling with our atmosphere, weren't they? <laughs> it, was, it was certainly an atmosphere in town today, that's for sure. <laughs> Look at Albert's disgust as he took a sip of that glass of wine there. Absolute disgust. Um, right, so... One more point is back after how many years is it? It's 18 and a half years. Trevor Francis was just about to get sacked last time I uh, sold a copy. Grimsby away. Noel Whelan scored. Let's just give you some context on that. There'd be people <laughs> under the age of 30, you know, maybe 28 years old, don't even know who Noel Whelan is, for instance. So it's been well, a few years, isn't it? It's, good uh, appearance in Simon Jordan's book. Yes, um, and I, I sold sold a copy to Simon the very last day I sold uh, at Grimsby. He, he said he didn't physically purchase it from me. He sent Dominic Jordan over to buy it from me, but that was uh, one of the last copies I ever sold back then. And mm. uh, didn't ever think yeah, this day I'm, had come back. I remember his story with um, Noel Whelan when he was saying that Noel Whelan phoned in sick for an away game and um, just didn't turn up. And then they get back to London that night. Simon Jordan goes into a club and walks straight into Noel Whelan. <laughs> having a having a skin for in a club in London, so um, I think it was the next the next day he terminated the loan. Yeah, so as you say, Trevor Francis getting sacked was the last time you went. But what was um, started? What nineteen ninety eight? Is that when you started it? No, ninety three. So it was called one more. Yeah, because we oh, of went course. Yeah. one more point. We needed one more point, and it was kind of accident. You know, with a week to go at that season, I thought I will name it after whichever players. So I pictured it being called Thank You, Mark Bright, Thank You, Jeff Thomas, even Thank You, Ian Rush might have been the title had he scored one more goal. Overall, I'm glad it wasn't that, thinking about it now, (laughs) but it was going to be christened in honour 
of a you know whoever there were a few fanzines back then who had very specific titles you know super dario land for crew but then when dario grady leaves it loses its uh impact and jim small i think jim smith's bald head at newcastle and then of course he gets sacked it kind of ruins the title but mm. one more point stuck around and it was very relevant when we uh avoided relegation by a point against huddersfield so it, it had a had it happy ending really that title in the end yeah, and I'm guessing it's kind of influenced five-year plan in that sense as well with the kind of similar sort of title around there. Um, highlights, what are, your, what are your top three highlights from the time that you were selling the fanzine? Wow. Uh, my favourite cover was... Uh, the, apart, from, apart from appearing on this podcast, obviously. Well, the, the, yeah, the new era for sure. The, the highlight's definitely that. Um, just... A couple of times it, it made the, the, the papers. I remember we got a draw against Derby in one of the South London papers. It was the headline, fanzine point, or points the way, and because Palace had got a point, they kind of thanked, thanked the fanzine for that. Dar, you know, Derby won 10 on the trot and then got a draw against us, so it was like they're thanking the fanzine for that. Um, <laughs> just no single notes as such, more just the general adventures you got off the back of it, part of which was in the book last year, of course. Just so many friends, which you know, still to this day, I'm in touch with, and then yeah, it kind of leads to things like this, the podcast. So it's a it's a general thing. Um, mm-hmm. I suppose that last one I mentioned, selling to Simon Jordan at the end, that was that was quite good fun. And uh, got, um, the consummate media professional there, um, straight off the bat, getting a plug in for the book. So if you want yeah. to give a little plug for that as well, while you're at it, where, where can and, people buy it? And perfect secret center uh, fodder as well, just under a tenner. And in fairness, uh, if you're listening over Black Friday weekend, the club are actually doing it for £8 this weekend, uh, which I knew they were going to. It's actually already started. So 24th to the 29th of November. I'm more than happy for the club to take my money, so to speak. But they already paid me up front for the book last year. So by all means, get it from the club shop, get your uh, loyalty points. But after that, um, just contact yeah, me on yeah. at one more point one on Twitter and I'll be more than happy to do mail order during December. Well, you'll be oh, selling so. the fanzine at the game this Saturday. Yes. Um, so people can come and get their copy signed on the around the homes there. Yeah, I'll have a few copies on me. And the, I'm is more it than a yellow happy. beanie? It is. It's back out of retirement. The, 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 the hat I wear when I want to punish my daughter <laughs> and take a do the school run with this on, much to her embarrassment. But, yeah, the yellow beanie is going to be won first time in a lot of years down south. So what inspired the comeback then? Why, why now? Why now? It's a good question. Um, I, I tell you what, when you're sat in Hull Royal Hospital with COVID on oxygen for a few days and you're looking at guys a lot older than you not on oxygen, you do start thinking about how, how, how ill am I? And you start thinking, yeah, what's my passion in life, if you like? And it, I just thought, you know what, I need to get back more involved with Palace. So it was just a right into Jim at five-year plan. Am I allowed to mention him? Rival, rival podcast. Um, wrote to him, just said, "Look, what, when you're doing some, I'll do some articles." And he says, "I'm not entirely certain we're going to do any more fanzines, to be honest." And I was thinking, "Well, this is a long tradition. You can't just stop fanzines. Someone's got to do one." And he just said, "You fancy editing five year plan?" So hence that we had the one off issue in September. But such a lot of fun doing that. I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll give it. Give it a bash. Let's just see if there's a, a market for one more point out there. And, yeah, Saturday and Leeds away will show if the, the appetite's still there. Certainly there was a lot of encouragement in September on the FYPM OMP issue. So a lot of people asking to do it full time or you know, do it again. So we're going. Mm-hmm. All being well, I'd like to think there's going to be a couple more this season as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think I think they certainly still hold a, a place. Um, I think uh, everyone loves going and picking up a bit of print from the stadium as well, and hearing the fans' voice. Not just you know, the program becomes a bit a bit monotonous after a while. I know I know Heskiff still continues to buy them all, but for me, it's a bit of um, I gave up after a while. Um, so yeah, nice nice to get a different spectrum of writers in there. Um, who else have we got in there this coming weekend, aside, aside from Heskiff and I? <laughs> so we've got um, a chap called Ed, 
got a very popular Twitter account, Football Tavern, more of a general one, but he's got a real interesting England piece on there, well written. Happy with that. We've got Chris Saunders, who did a brilliant article on the accounts of Palace uh, in the FYPOMP edition. He's come back to do one really looking at Palace's transfer policy. It's quite open book now that Palace are buying young players with a view to selling, but it's not necessarily as easy as you might think. And he's, he's done a real good breakdown of where Palace may be selling these stars, potentially Gaye and Lisa and all the rest of it in the next few years. But it's actually a very small market to sell to. So real good article there. And a couple of others got uh, books, you know, book reviews of the new James Howland book and also the Chris Winter bias commentary book as well. And uh, some cracking stuff in there. Toby Kinder, brilliant article on Ultimate Palace soundtrack as well. That's a, some fun reading. As you, you do some uh, good learning on that as well. So cracking stuff in, uh, in this issue. So two pounds, is it? Just two pounds. Absolute £2. bargain. 52 and, pages as well. And, of course, for people who are not at the stadium, how would they get their hands on it? So contact me at via, uh, via at one more point one via Twitter or on old-fashioned email. Chris underscore, oh, sorry, Chris, the funny spelling, so C-R-I-S uh, for Chris underscore Lehman, L-E-H-M-A-N-N at yahoo.co.uk. Just let us know your address and I'll get a copy in the post to you uh, and forward the bank details. So if this goes well, I'll have to get a website set up so it's a bit more automated. Uh, that'd be lovely if we could get it to that again, like it was 20 years ago. And uh, yeah, we'll go from there. But hopefully I'll be seeing a lot of people Saturday and they'll, they'll be buying it. Old school style. Yeah. Excellent stuff. Right, so before we cut you loose, um, Albert's wide shoe stories touched touched you last week. Um, yes. What was that? <laughs> Albert's face. What? <laughs> the wide shoe. Oh, God, where was that shot when I lived down there? Because I have wide feet. I have a daughter You're joking. who curses me. I'm temp- if it was actually a video podcast, I'd show you. <laughs> I'm uh, sat here barefoot at the moment. Um, it's yeah, flippers as my wife calls them, and yeah, I just played her that segment of the show, and she was grinning, and uh, yeah, the perfect shot. So well, uh, looks like I'm getting my daughter's Christmas present from Thornton East this year. Yeah. I'm happy to I'm happy to serialize the story for your next few issues if you want. Brilliant! I want I want you involved as well. I had, uh, had Terence a little put out that he wasn't involved in the last one, so yeah, I want you involved as well, Albert. Yeah, but I don't like to complain. You know, I don't want to like barge my way in. You know, and and for, make people feel awkward and like you're obliged to ask him to do something. You know, it's not my style. <laughs> Honestly, it's uh, I, I want as many people contributing. And tell you what, it. it the key is it, there's so much free content out there. It, it's important that, you know, if I'm asking people to pay a couple of quid, it's um, it's original content. And that absolutely is what this fanzine has got. Obviously, uh, Terence and Sam, both with a uh, offbeat, or certainly uh, Sam with his uh, different way of looking at things. So it's quite in tune with me, actually. And and then we've got Mr. Band for part of BBC as well. So I'm really looking forward to that hit in the street and uh, yeah certainly welcome yours or anyone else's views Albert for a future issue oh, you're very kind me or anyone else there yeah you, you are anyone else <laughs> just modern area get an issue yeah, out every brilliant. week like West Ham do so you heard it from the man himself there pick up your issue at the game on Saturday or look out for it on um, at one more point one on Twitter um, make yeah. contact there if you want an issue on uh, ordered to your door for just the measly price of two pounds, um, and what can I say? If, if it's got me in it, it's a must-have. They want to see what's been banned by the BBC, don't they? We've got to pick that bit up. Let's make the front cover as that headline. <laughs> Excellent stuff. So, look, thanks for taking the time to join us, Chris. Look forward to meeting you on Saturday for the first time. Yeah, and um, I'll, I'll seek out that yellow beanie. And yeah, um, yeah but no, no it's the scrap off. Is the scrap off now? <laughs> the scrap, the we scrap, the, the scraps off. We've buried the hatchet. Yeah, so um, <laughs> no excellent I was, stuff. So I, I was walking. Save it for Burnley. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah, I missed that Saturday. It, was, uh, it sounded like that was the day to have that, wasn't it? Mm. Right. No. Brilliant. Thanks ever so much, guys.
Yep, thanks again to Chris there for joining and talk about one more point. Make sure you pick up your issue. If you see me or Heskiff around the ground, come over with a pen. In fact, we'll carry Sharpies on the day and we'll we'll, we'll sign your copy for you. Um, we'll, do, we'll devalue it somehow. Um, <laughs> but yes, so really looking forward to reading the rest of that. And nice to have a bit of nostalgia from um, our childhoods there coming back. Aston Villa's this weekend. Uh, Heskiff. Why are all these teams sacking their managers just before we play them? They're just scared. They're running scared. That's the problem. They, they know we're the, <laughs> we're the premier team in the world, so they know they have to make changes. Well, I think out of the European top five leagues, we have the thirdest, third longest unbeaten run currently, which stands at seven. Great. I think... Um, Real Sociedad, yeah, the teams above us are not teams you expect them to be. Real Sociedad have like, is that how you say that? They have 13 unbeaten, um, building, building something there. They did had a really good season last season as well, didn't they? Is that where David Silva went? Yeah. I, I love how I like, like, like Heskiff's the football expert here. I'm just looking at him. Uh, like, sure. David Silva. Um, I can't remember the teams between us, but again, it's not it's not a household name, that's for sure. Uh, Villa ended a long streak of losses recently. They'd lost five in a row, which obviously cost Dean Smith his job. And then weirdly walked straight into another one who we play, I guess, in a month's time. Just, just, just enough time for him to embed his ideas and actually start picking up some results for them as well. Great stuff. But Gerrard's come straight in and got a 2-0 victory. Um for Villa in the opening game against who was it Heskiff? Who did they beat to? Grubby little people from the south coast. Oh, the Brighton the Brawlers, Brawlers, right? I go. see the Brighton Brawlers. Um, Albert, hello, May United fans in your household. Um, are they delighted to see Steve Gerrard back in the Premier League? Only one, only one in my household. <laughs> Is that true, though? Yeah. And are you excited to see Stephen Gerrard back in the Premier League? Why Why would a United fan be excited to see Stephen Gerrard back in the Prem? Well, they wouldn't, obviously. Oh, um... oh I see. It was a jar. Oh, so, many la- so, many la- so many layers to that dig that I just missed it. Um, two, glasses, two glasses of wine and he's just falling apart. Yeah. Uh, How's that beer blurb coming along? <laughs> what... I'm not doing one. I'm not doing one. <laughs> uh, no, Stephen Gerrard back in the Prem. Uh, I don't like him. So I hope, we, I hope we smash him. Like he smashed that DJ for not playing Phil Collins. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully he'll slip up this weekend. Oh. Against, Ooh, against, bang. I can give you a very succinct preview of the game. Uh, if Villa don't spend the entire 90 minutes punting long balls over the top of Anderson's head, then Steven Gerrard is a fraud. That's it. This is true. I mean, especially considering Steven Gerrard loved to punt the ball long all the time. One of Aston Villa's strengths is aerial duels. And they do have Tyro Mings, who is a giant of a man, who, yes, does love to throw an elbow. Um, <clears throat> you've got to think Burnley have given everyone the template though, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we sort of thought before the game, you know, Burnley are direct and good at set pieces and all the rest of it. DR was telling me he spoke to a Burnley fan who said they've been crap at set pieces this season, so even better. Um, <laughs> but But not only were we bad at defending these sort of set pieces, but we kept giving away really stupid free kicks um, throughout the game. Yeah. Uh, and it just invited. Very weak. On, on whoscored.com, avoiding fouling in dangerous areas. We've basically been very weak at this for this season and last season. We just, Kiate is one of the main perpetrators of this as well. We just, but yeah, and it's, it, it it was infuriating watching watching from the TV as I was. We're just constantly like, they're looking for a free kick in this area. Don't give an opportunity to go over. They can't pass through us. They've shown they can't pass through us. So just make them make that extra pass and they'll likely give it back to us. But no, 
there it was, let him go over, let them pump the boy in the box. And to the extent that it was a yard, two yards in their own half, they were still just punting it into our area come the end. But it does beg the question, and DR did ask me to ask you this. Um, Anderson, what what's your assessment of him now after where he's certainly had a few games where despite being a very tall man, he struggles He struggles in the air quite a bit. Yeah, that's the baffling thing, really. Uh, I mean, we know he, he, he is good with the ball at his feet and I sort of thought that his downfall was going to be that he's not very quick. But he's six foot three, I think. He's he's tall. And you just think, just time you jump. I mean, I don't, it, he was consistently beaten in the air uh, against Burnley. If you think back as well to uh, Antonio's goal for West Ham... It was a long ball, sort of over the top, where he got he got caught a little bit, um, and it just it's just a weird weakness to have for someone that's quite tall and pretty, you know, fairly physical. I would have thought he'd be all right with with headers, but it was yeah, pretty infuriating against Burnley. Um, I know Dr was filming bits and bobs for the YouTube and keeps having me swearing, shouting, sort of next to him, and a lot a lot of it was <laughs> from from yeah, losing battles in the air. Um, so it's definitely a weakness. I mean, he's 25 now. So I mean, if he if he was sort of 20, you'd say, well, we can sort of coach that out of him. But 25, you'd think by now he should he should have sort of nailed that problem. But apparently not. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> he's going to be targeted in the Premier League until he does resolve it. Uh, I mean, Albert, we're not talking about dropping him here, though, are we? I mean, him him and Gay at the back is fundamental to what Patrick Vieira wants to does in terms of playing style. Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, we, we're trying to play out from the back. Um, the other options at centre half, i.e. James Tompkins aren't going to come in and do the same sort of job. Might do a better job in the air, might be a bit more protective from set pieces, but you know, we're, I guess we're trying to, you know, bring in a style of play that makes other teams worry about what we're trying to do first and foremost and we are trying to pass the ball around you know he can he has got the confidence to sort of play the short passes around the back he can also lift his head up and ping a nice sort of 70 yard ball which we've seen so I'm sure Vieira is aware of his weaknesses at the back and it's a case of we have to try and figure a way to sort of iron that crease out because you know in terms of the the pros versus the cons I think the pros still outweigh the cons of Anderson at centre back. So, yeah, until until we splurge another twenty million on, on another centre half, at the moment he hasn't he hasn't got competition. Um, so hopefully we find a way to sort of support him and and improve his sort of aerial qualities. Yeah, definitely. And we've we have well we've had in the past a good track record of improving players, um, especially in defensive areas. Um, if you think Joel Ward, no, no one would have said that Joel Ward had played ten years in nine years or whatever in the Premier League for Palace, but here we are. Um, you know, obviously, Wambasaka, Tyrick Mitchell have come through recently, so and those are <laughs> wingers that have converted to fullbacks and so on. So there's there's people at the club that can do this and help improve it. And he seems like an intelligent man. He, he should be able to learn. Um, but he's just right. It's just timing of it's just timing of the jumps. There's he's got this he's six foot four he is he's got the height he shouldn't be any reason why he can't do it so and yeah I'm the, the, no, by no means saying we should drop him I think he's a brilliant footballer and um, he's passing between the lines him and Gay are just it's great and let's let's face it if you say at the age of 25 and his reputation if he didn't have any weaknesses he probably wouldn't have signed for us he wouldn't be playing for us you know um with the way he is with the boy at his feet if he was the full package he'd be playing for a man city or someone like that so there you go um <clears throat> so MacArthur now we've got to confirm that he is out uh for longer than Patrick Vieira initially suggested um the rumors that we'd heard a couple of weeks back around the international break was that he was out to February actually so um Hopefully, you can come back a bit sooner than that. But Albert struggled a bit with him without him up at Burnley on the weekend. Yeah, I mean, with a draw specialist at the moment, bar the odd victory against teams like Man City. Um, so it's kind of it's kind of hard to it's hard to pinpoint exactly. I mean, you know, the goals that we conceded 
you know, we've just alluded to the fact that they were, you know, most of them were big punts into the box and, you know, we're losing in the, losing the aerial battles. Does, does James MacArthur stop either, either of those goals or any of those goals happening? I'm not sure you can say, well, if MacArthur had been in the box, he'd have got up and challenged Chris Wood or whoever, you know, because, <laughs> oh, excuse me, James MacArthur's not the, not the biggest of players himself, but going forward and just the general, you know, sort of ball retention and having that energy in the middle of the park. Yeah, of course we missed him. Um, he's gone through a real, re- like, resurgence in that in that respect. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, a home, a home game against Villa, I think we'll definitely, we'll definitely miss, miss that influence. And it's, it's all about who comes in and what the shape is and how we broach that game. And again, bearing in mind, we've got to try and think of a way of countering what's become a very obvious weakness as Eskif's already alluded to. Mm. Now we've got the scenario where you say we've, we've beaten Man City a couple of weeks back. Um, We've beaten Wolves, who have now gone on and beaten West Ham to continue their impressive form. Um, six wins now in their last seven, with the only defeat coming against us, something like that. So it was, it's obvious that Wolves are a decent team, and we've turned them over. Is it the teams that we're expecting to win, Heskiff, that we're struggling against? And, you know, Villa probably fall into that category this weekend. Yeah, maybe. I, I think Burnley was probably a bit of an anomaly just because they. We haven't played a team that plays like them, which was why I was half jokingly, but so we predicted a draw last week just because you know we haven't seen what we like against them. Villa obviously don't play like Burnley. Um, I don't really know how they're going to play under Gerrard, but up up in Scotland, Rangers are pretty good defensively, so I don't know if they'll sort of be defence defence minded. Um, I think that I mean, you look at some of the games that we've we've drawn in. It's just set pieces or lack of concentration. You know, I'm thinking about Newcastle, Arsenal, Brighton. You know, Brighton. so I don't, I don't necessarily think that it's against teams we should be beating because I think we played well in in all of those games. Really, um, it's just that we make you know the one mistake in a game and it's punished, and that's what we need to sort of wipe out. Mm, indeed, very nicely put. I think we'll just go to predictions now. We're running a bit long with Chris joining us this week. So I'm I'm off the winning wagon after my successive 2-0 predictions. Albert? I want to predict a win because, you know, the draws are boring. But unfortunately, I think it's going to be a one-all draw. Haskiff wants the yeah. same there, doesn't he? I was going Hands to say up. Uh, which, to be honest, I'd probably, right, I'd you probably can, take at this point. You can split it by who's going to score the goals. Michael Elise. When I say, you say, we say. Make some noise. I say, I say, Christian Menteke. <laughs> mm, yeah, um, I'm going to go 2-1 Palace. <sighs> Wilf. Wilf and Benteke. That's what I want. I love it. Lake... Late consolation for them. We'll breeze it. I'll get a late consolation. Then it'll be um, sweaty bum time for the last few minutes of the game. Sweaty bum time. Right. Okay. So all that's left now is for you to do your beer blurb and then we'll be off. Uh, The beer this week is called uh, Sweaty Bum Time. (laughs) At pro Um, pro pro of absolutely nothing. (laughs) <laughs> it's like um the sweaty bum showing through gabble cries gray tracksuit bottoms after a rather vigorous 90 minutes dear oh dear what an image <laughs> anyway that's a lot for this week as usual listen out for the match report this weekend look out on youtube.com forward slash back of the nest for Paddis focus you Paddis in the stands and your um opponent previews on there this week we will be back next wednesday so in your ears on thursday when we are playing manchester Manchester united and we will probably i imagine be reviewing the leeds game as well on that podcast i'm not i'm not for sure but maybe who knows maybe we can draft in hambo on the show next week if he's not too busy 
Moving house. <laughs> <laughs> Moving house. If, if yes, if that's a, that's a very nice way of putting it. Mm. Um, yeah. So until next week, everyone. Thanks for listening. <laughs> and up the palace. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.